And hello and welcome everyone to the very special 300th episode of the Comic Multiverse. For the last several years now, Matt and I have made this the place where the worlds of nerd meet and we're doing it again. We are. It's, it's 300 episodes, but really like the legacy numbering is probably yeah. in the, the mid 400s, maybe. I don't know. Probably. Again, we talked about this last week. If you count commentaries <clears throat> and you count Retro Hero video, we're probably further along than we're not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As you can see, I dressed up. I did this in lieu of a joke because <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't think of anything. And because we went all out on 250, I figured, what gimmick am I going to do? I don't know. I guess I'll wear a nice shirt. <laughs> That's me, everyone, and also thank you all the fans who submitted when I asked on social media uh, for what we're going to do for the second half of the show, because I figured, you know what, for the last 299 episodes, it's been all about me and Matt, it's been all about the comic news and insight and everything, I thought it would be really fun for 300 episodes to turn it over to you, the fans, and you tell us what to talk about, because really, without you, there would be no show, without Absolutely. all of you out there... We would just be whistling into the void. Matt and I might as well just be making freaking letters and bottles and sending them out to sea. <laughs> as uh, the chat is reminding me too, yes, happy April Fool's Day, everyone, and happy uh, first night of WrestleMania for those who celebrate. Uh, geez, you would think 300 episodes in fucking Matt and I would, you know, know better how to schedule these goddamn things, but clearly <laughs> nothing has changed. Here's to 300 more episodes of bad scheduling. <laughs> Now, now, I'm sure uh, most people will do what I do in this situation. They'll have WrestleMania on the TV and they'll have us on their computer. Whenever there's yes. a match they don't like, they'll just listen to us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, switch over to us. Yeah. Thank you so much for being able to join us, everyone. We got a almost full house tonight, and I'm sure more people will be stopping by. And, you know, we're hoping that we'll give you a show to remember mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on this special milestone. <laughs> Now, uh, no comic multiverse show would be complete without the news, and you know what? I think the universe delivered to us because we actually have some really goddamn good topics and some very good news to cover. We do, like compared to like last week's where we were talking about Shazam and Black Adam mm -hmm. off screen and all all this terrible stuff with Jonathan Majors and everything, and they're still fighting each other apparently even now. Yep, yep. Yeah, I'm glad they all waited a week for the bad news so we could have a show that was just good news because it would be really disappointing if we're like, oh, a new land war in Europe and a brand new fungal disease and, oh, this guy died. <laughs> At least we get to actually talk about happy stuff. Yeah. So that's good. And starting things off here, a story that you and I have been following very closely, Matt, for obvious reasons. My Adventures with Superman, the big new animated Superman show that they were developing along with that Batman Cape Crusader show crusader finally found a home and you and i were both saying well what about that superman show that one looked mm. fun and interesting i hope they don't kill that one and let it go by the wayside they're not though they finally announced this week where and when we're going to be able to start watching my adventures with superman it's going to adult swim of all places then toonami then hbo max yeah a very surprising place to put this it's very wild, but then as, uh, you know, more people who are plugged into the animation industry than me pointed out, apparently Adult Swim is kind of doing a bit of a stealth rebrand over mm. the next couple of years because they're going to be airing this 
and they're also going to be airing Gendy Tartakovsky's new one, Unicorn Warriors, that also looks to be less, you know, comedic, less, you know, 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. college stoner crowd watching Rick and Morty and Family Guy reruns. It looks like they actually want to make it a place to tell stories and actually, you know, push some boundaries here and there. And also, this Superman show looks more comedic in tone anyway, so it's probably going to be a good fit, I think. Yeah, that, that's cool. That's cool. I like I like that Toonami's doing that and branching out a little bit. Yeah, branching out, trying to do some new things. I'm just happy it found a home because I know mm. you and I were already, you know, kind of shaking our fists and being like, ooh, damn, bat privilege. <laughs> Batman got to survive, but Superman <laughs> didn't. Because it's been so long since we've had, like, a solo Superman show. Yeah, oh, ages. Fucking ages. Yeah. Like, Batman gets a new show every couple of years, some good, some bad, some forgettable. Superman, despite being the most recognizable superhero of them all, regularly gets the shaft in animation. Yes, he gets to be in all the Justice League shows and all the DC equivalent stuff and all the animated mm-hmm. movies, but he hasn't had a series in a bit. No, a long time. And this one, again, looks to be going in kind of a more comedic direction. The animation looks a little bit more exaggerated here and there. It looks like Lois and Jimmy and the Daily Planet are going to be a major focus of this show. It looks like it's going to be kind of like an office series almost. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it because, yeah, like of all the the shows, live action and everything, we've never really focused on the, uh, the Daily Planet stuff. No, and I mean, that's like great, a great place for comedy, you know? Imagine mm, the guy yeah. you work with turns out to be Superman. Yeah, it's fun. And he has to keep believing and has to keep doing stuff. And as we've seen with Harley Quinn as well, you can have a show that starts as a comedy, but also gets deeper and more intricate and more nuanced and more character-based as it goes on. Comedy is a great way to get people invested, you know? It's catching more flies with honey. It Exactly, exactly. Absolutely. Has the chat saying, hey, remember that uh, CGI Batman show? Yeah, but where the Batman? I remember it. <laughs> also saying that, yes, that's the show with the race swap Jimmy Olsen because we've been getting a lot of that character. In fact, more people probably saw that character on CW than they are familiar with the redheaded one. Exa- yeah, yep. Yeah, the one from Supergirl. Yeah, because more people are more familiar with that version now. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, the version from the Snyderverse, of course, we can't forget the corpse. Yes. <laughs> De- definitely the character version that defined a whole generation of Jimmy Olsen fans. Yes, the, the, the comic accurate version. Yes, yeah. <laughs> when he died. And, and also when he was maybe a woman, when it was Jenny Olsen, maybe for a minute, but then we never went back to that character. Never went. Yep, yeah. <laughs> Again, it's, it's a circle, Matt. It's all a circle. <laughs> and we're going to be celebrating that circle. That's that's what we should have done for 300 episodes. See, I'll need to go back in time to 200 so we can plan it, but 300 we should have had our own little convention. Oh, <laughs> how would that even work? <laughs> well, you see, we'd uh, charge people, you know, big budget concert tickets to come and watch us in a, in a tent, in an old-timey southern revival tent in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of Canada. I'm sure there's lots of land that I could just steal without zoning. <laughs> and uh, then we'd all sit around here, uh, we'd take the money, and then we'd listen to the first 200 episodes of the podcast. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And, <laughs> and we'd take questions in between. <laughs> Now, keep in mind, those episodes are like an hour and a ch- in change, yeah, so, you know, yeah. 200 of that, we'd maybe be there for the next couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> but it'll be great, and then, you know, at the end, it'll be a total Jonestown situation where we'll just hand out Kool-Aid to everyone, and then we'll ascend to a higher plane. <laughs> and then we'll be famous after that. I mean, we won't be able to, maybe more infamous <clears throat> than famous, but everyone will talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Again, I like someone in the chat asking us a serious question. How would that work? Seriously, it's it, it's a joke. We don't mean it seriously. We <laughs> we goof on this show. We're number one goof boys, the comic multiverse, <laughs> saying things that aren't true. <laughs> but yeah, so there's your Superman news, everyone. I'm pumped for this, and uh, be sure to watch mine and Matt's channel because I'm sure we'll both be covering the show when it comes out. Uh, yeah, definitely we will be. I'm I'm hoping it comes out a little later this year because it it seems like from the cast that they've already like they've done the voice acting and everything for it. Yeah, that was the thing when these shows disappeared. It's like, well, how much work did you guys actually do on this one before you weren't sure what network to put it on? Yeah, yeah. Also, to you know, the Batman show was obviously, you know, m more people were aware of it because they kept telling, oh, we got this great brain trust. You know, we got the original Batman, the animated series people, and we got Rucka and Brubaker and all these mm -hmm. other people. Mm -hmm. They weren't really as upfront about all the people they got working on the Superman show, which, again, no. bad privilege. Yeah, I, I don't I can't even think of who was going to be writing it or like show running it. All I know was that um, Jack Quaid was attached to Blake Clark. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yes, I remember that too. Well, I, I guess we'll find it as we get there. Man, I hope both shows drop around the same time because wouldn't it be nice to be able to cover both back to back? It would be. It would be. I don't know if they will. I imagine, you know, Amazon probably wouldn't want theirs on at the same time as Adult mm -hmm. Swim. They're yeah. probably going to space them out. Yeah. Now, uh, moving on from one piece of good news to another piece of good news that burned up the internet this week for obvious reasons, because Jesus Christ, this is this is a hell freezing over moment. This is something that no one ever thought would be possible. Uh, Ike Perlmutter, the famously shadowy Phantom of the Opera-esque head of Marvel Entertainment, the guy who bought in with Avi Arad in the early 90s, you know, folded toy biz into the bigger Marvel machine has been involved in many different capacities, but we only ever hear about him when he's starting shit, was laid off this week from uh, by the Disney Corporation as part of a bigger restructuring effort that sees them cutting about 7,000 jobs. But I'm sure I'm sure this guy didn't think he'd be one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they, they told Ike to take a hike. <laughs> we don't like Ike. <laughs> get, get the fuck and out. The best thing is he was fired over the phone. <laughs> Wow. Oh, see, I didn't catch the phone. Yeah, bit. yeah, yeah. They they fired him over the phone, or Bob Iger did as well. And Bob Iger is, is someone who's wanted him gone for a long time, yes. and he finally yes, did it. <laughs> yes, these two famously clashing a lot. I'm sure if people remember hearing Perlmutter's name at all, it was in 2015 when him and Feige kind of went to war over creative directions, and he wanted Feige fired for completely ridiculous reasons, mm -hmm. and because of that. Feige ended up going to Iger, who said, okay, well, you don't report to him anymore. You report to, what is it, David Horn, or was it Alan Horn? Al what, Alan what Horn, yeah. Yeah, you, you report to Alan Horn now, and that kind of changed the direction of the Marvel Cinematic Universe to be like, oh, there's been a shakeup here. Really, uh, since that point, Perlmutter only had diminished power. Mm -hmm. I know he had a lot of say on the television side of things, mainly yep. the lobe side of things that yeah, people do not enjoy. It's, it's why... Uh... Inhumans got done the way they did. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's also why uh, Black Panther wasn't an original founding Avenger, which they wanted him to be. And, yes. And uh, he he nicks that. 
Yes, the other famous thing about Perlmutter, if you know anything about him at all, is he's he's one of those hardline conservatives. He made like a million dollar super PAC to try and get Marco Rubio elected. He's given millions of dollars to the Trump administration. And hey, Trump repaid him in kind the twice impeached, now indicted former president of the United States. There was a moment there in 2016 when Ike Perlmutter, the guy behind Marvel, the guy who made his money in Remco Razors, uh, freaking advised veterans affairs in the States. He was controlling veterans affairs if yep. only because he played squash at Mar-a-Lago with other rich cronies of Trump. And apparently it was just that easy in 2016 to get a job. Mm-hmm. Fucking wild. 2016's a hell of a drug, isn't it? Ugh. Well, he's finally gone now, and it seems like the straw that broke the camel's back in this situation, as far as I can tell, is that he tried to pull a total succession move by getting one of his crony friends hired to the board of, uh, what is it, one of these companies that he was on, and it would have given him more voting power, and Iger basically stepped on and went, no, 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 we are restructuring, get the fuck out. Yeah, I can't remember what the guy's name was, it was like Pelts or something. Yeah, all, real. Yeah, all I know is that his daughter uh, is like an actress, and it's why she was in like some of the Transformers, and she uh, was Katara in that live action Airbender. Oh god! Oh really? Film. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all like 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 nepotism bullshit. Oh god, I didn't know that connection. But yeah, yeah. finally. Finally, Perlmutter was brought to, well, I don't want to use the word justice because it wasn't really justice. <laughs> if it was justice, he would have been fired around the time. He's like, no, no Black Panther movies and no Captain Marvel movie. People don't want to see blacks and women on screen. Yeah, no women, no women villains. Because that, that was the thing that was meant to be a female villain, a main villain for Iron Man 3. It's meant to be I, uh, Maya Hansen. And he's like, no, make it fucking Guy Pierce. Yes, uh, he also did something similar when they recast Harris Howard with Don Cheadle. Mm -hmm. He was basically quoted as saying, like, ah, people can't tell the difference. They all look alike anyway. Yep, yep. And then he twirled his mustache and got into his penguin copter and flew away. Yeah, he, he was infamously cheap as well. There's, like, yes, stories about him going around, like, uh, Marvel, Marvel, like, comics and stuff and picking... Um, paper clips out, out of the, the garments yeah yeah and it's like, oh we'll reuse them what the fuck man now obviously that's a story i knew here's something i didn't know until someone told me about it uh what is it uh a, a former executive over at valiant comics who i was happy who was i was mm -hmm. lucky enough to meet the one time i went to new york city apparently for the people who were actually like in the industry and were like in and around this dude's sphere of influence he was the goddamn boogeyman apparently you you dared not speak his name because he was known to actually go after people who spoke ill of him and apparently he did pay people whose job was to basically basically just listen and to blacklist it makes sense I, I can see this guy doing that because i know he was like a notorious recluse yes he was a howard hughesian weirdo yeah a billionaire obsessed with cutting costs saying oh for our next big movie premiere serve them potato chips and who's only been photographed like twice in the last 40 years yeah yeah it's really fucking weird yeah which whenever you hear things like that it's always like what are you hiding my guy yeah yeah what what enemies do you have out there that I do not know about? Yeah, was he in Epstein's little book? You know the answer is probably yes. <laughs> you definitely know the answer is probably yes. If ever you have to ask that question, is that guy in Epstein's black book? The answer is a resounding probably. <laughs> 
But yeah, what a weirdo. Finally gone now. Wish it would have been decades ago. Wish he would have gotten fired for actually doing and saying horrible shit, not just because he pissed off Bob Iger, who was supposed to be gone and was supposed to be retired and only came back under much duress because Bob Chapek uh, shit the bed so loudly and publicly <laughs> and had his employees in revolt over the, you know, whole Florida don't say gay thing, friggin' going uh. to war with goddamn Rick DeSantis in the fucking state of Florida, which I guess Disney ultimately won that battle too. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was like something else that happened this week. It, uh, that, that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, now they're now they're a sovereign state unto themselves, which they always basically <laughs> fucking were. <laughs> now it's just official and on paper. God, God, I hope that hurts DeSantis's chance to run for president. I really do. I hope the freaking you know again to bring it back to succession. I hope like the rich guy network who funds these people. I hope they look at that and go be like, how can we expect him to stand up to Soros and the Chinese? He got beaten by Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I really, I really hope all the freaking uh, Roy's of the world are sitting around with their <laughs> piss madness saying, no, no descendants. <laughs> You're out of the club. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, no, it's, it's, it's good that he's gone now. I'm intrigued because er, when he left and uh, it meant um, Marvel Entertainment was getting sort of like moved in, in, in and it, everyone seemed to think that that means Marvel Comics is like no longer a thing anymore. It yes, still is a thing. <laughs> yes, there were many alarmist takes that I yeah. read as well, and I can't blame them for being worried because the wording in the article itself yeah. was very vague in a scary way where they're like, oh, you know, Marvel Entertainment's day-to-day uh, -day operations, including Marvel Comics and Publishing, uh, will be absorbed into other Disney, uh, what is it, into other Disney realms or whatever, and I'm yeah. like, that's, that's a scary thing to say. Please, please let me know where my comics are going and who is running it. Please let it be someone who's actually worked in publishing and understands well, what these things are. Well, Kevin Feige runs it all now. Well, I, I guess he does now. I guess everyone well, he was bef to him. was before. It was just Iger was still that sort of roadblock uh, that was there. And he was, I guess, kind of like working around him. But now that he's not there, I guess he doesn't have to. Yeah, and I mean, I guess that that was the thing I always said, too, and it's like, oh, well, you know, will the comics be changing with Perlmutter gone? I'm like, well, technically, he never really ran anything anyway. He was no. pretty hands-off. You only heard about him when he got a weird bug up his ass, yeah. like with Inhumans and everything. Yeah, if, if anything, this means that, like, all the stuff that he did will be will be seeing a bit more of, because, like, like, I imagine we'll be seeing a return to the Inhumans, because that's, like, that was why, why uh, we never really got them again in uh the mcu and in comics because of his connection to them and i imagine they were now, tainted yeah 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 and i imagine now that he's gone they can bring them back like properly that's that's the hope i guess we'll see it's again it's i remember feeling like this after the last big uh dc purchase and merger where it's like okay look we don't know anything that's happening right now because these things take years to fully form mm -hmm. i just hope wherever marvel comics and marvel publishing ends up falling they fall in a good place because as shitty as like pro mutter was i feel like it's almost one of those the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know situations at least this guy had disdain and didn't give a fuck and was hands off i hope they don't hand it off to someone who's like eh, there's a new sheriff in town and i'm gonna make some changes around here i don't think this is all like like bob Iger like securing what he what he was building when he was originally yeah. 
Uh, so I imagine like he's not just going to hand it off to like another, another like another you know. pro modder. Yeah. yeah. Again, I'm feeling positive about it too, but it's also times like this where yeah, we should probably ask some questions and should probably look as fans like okay, but who but who's running it now though? What's the chain of command on this one? Yeah, yeah, but but yeah, Marvel Comics is still a thing. It's not going to go yes. anywhere. No, of course not. But again, we'll, we'll we'll check back on this one in a couple of years, and we'll see what's up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, di- ding dong, the witch is dead. Witch old witch, the Perlmutter witch. <laughs> That's the one. Now, uh, moving on there to talk more about uh, behind-the-scenes players. Uh, the big difference is this guy, you know, actually was an artist and actually did artistic things. He just didn't sign his name on other people's work. Joke Asana, everybody! He's back again! You thought he was gone! <laughs> But he's not. He signed a big first deal. Look at Amazon. <laughs> oh, and it's going to be the tits. <laughs> uh, beyond that, I have no idea what Joe Cassad is working on. He's just working at Amazon now. Cool. I imagine, like, I'm, I mean, they've got, like, their little uh, pieces of animation, like Vox Machina and everything. Maybe, yeah. maybe something to do with, like, the animation side of stuff. Or, like, maybe, ma- maybe he's like actually sorting out like their whole um because they because like comicsology doesn't exist anymore oh so, yeah so like maybe it's something to do with like the the distribution side of it like actually making like something that actually works that would be nice casada of course was always kind of a hollywood player he was the one who you know brought those people to marvel back in the day for marvel mm-hmm. nights when they were struggling and everything Maybe Amazon sees the success of the boys and they're already thinking like, okay, what's our next boys level hit after this? Hey, hey, Casada, you know the comic books. Uh, y- yes, I, I, I do know the comic books. Well, get on that. Let us know what our next thing is after this. Because <laughs> like, honestly, the fact that the boys became such a huge smash success as it is, is kind of surprising because it was never the most successful comic series and yet they turned it into the biggest goddamn show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very niche comic, I guess. Like as well as like they they changed quite a bit from the comic for they the did. better. For the they, they actually did. made it quite better than yeah, the comic. It, and I think it hit at the perfect time too, when people were ready to see the slaughtering of some sacred cows. Where it's like, look, mm-hmm. you know, we've had superhero works for so long. Now they've been the dominant form of media for so long. Let's you know, let's poke some fun. You know, let's yeah. get a little introspective on this. I think it came at the right time, and maybe yeah. maybe Casada can help them be on the next uh, wave of that to see where it goes. Hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Good on Joe Casada. And also with Casada in the news, I can do this again. <laughs> Oh yeah, and that's uh, that's why we call them the Molten Man. <laughs> <laughs> you see, this is why it's a great 300th episode because we can actually revisit old bits like this. See, just Casada <laughs> came back to the news just for us, Matt, just so yeah, we could do he, this. Just us, yes. He knew that we were reaching 300 episodes. Like, ah, oh, I gotta do something for them. 300 episodes. It's the tits. <laughs> <laughs> good luck to casada wherever he is man i i truly wonder like casada when he searches his name does he see this does he hear my voice and think like man what the fuck is he doing <laughs> i don't even kind of sound like that <laughs> he's a soft-spoken eloquent gentleman <laughs> and that's why it's funny because you think a man named joey casada would probably sound like this but he doesn't <laughs> His name doesn't match his personality. <laughs> no, no. 
Uh, moving on to some more good comic news here. In fact, we got several new titles and everything announced. Uh, Hickman's brand new project. No, not the Ultimates. His other project. He has many projects going on right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they dropped a trailer, which you know it's serious when they drop a trailer for a comic <laughs> book. <laughs> with, like, voice acting and everything. Apparently, yeah. Hickman's new project, this being the Doctor Strange one that we were all asking about, is called Gods. Yeah, I, I have to imagine it's probably something tied to, like, um, his uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. series. Mm, yes, quite possibly. Uh, yeah, because that, that that as well was, like, an acronym titled thing. Yes. And, 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 dealt, and did kind of deal with gods a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, gods yeah. in this case is an acronym. We don't know what it means. What we do know is apparently this series is going to be dealing with the deity-level characters. So, you know... Mm-hmm. The Ancient One and, you know, Eternity and the Living Tribunal and all those other characters. So basically Hickman is doing for them what he did for the mutants and the Avengers and, you know, the Fantastic Four level characters. And he's touched on stuff like this before and everything. So it'll be interesting to see what he actually brings to the table. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. It's a Hickman book. It's going to be fucking amazing. Yeah, it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. It's going to be great. (laughs) And I mean, most of his stories usually do end up with us in deep space, dealing with gods and monsters and theology and deep, dark secrets. So this is basically, you know, all at his wheelhouse. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I I wonder where this is coming in relation to uh, the ultimate invasion. Mm, True, true, true. Because there's a point where he might have like these two going at the same time. Yeah. Also, so Ultimate Doctor- Invasion is like the summer event, isn't it? Oh shit! Maybe it is. Again, I've <laughs> I I just kind of put it on the back burner. I'm like, when it's here, I'll know. Yeah, yeah. Also, if you're a Doctor Strange fan, get ready because it looks like Doctor Strange is going to be maybe the central character in this one. And people love how he wrote Strange in Secret Wars and yes. in Avengers and everyone else. Everyone thinks he has like the best version of Strange. He does. He's 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 a pretty good Strange writer. Is a pretty good stranger, usually because Strange is like the best and the smartest, and he's funny, mm-hmm. and he's, yeah. he's he's like all things to all people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, who who could complain about that? Certainly not me. <laughs> uh, now we've been asking forever. Hey, what are they doing with Blade? They got a new Blade movie going soon. Uh, they had the daughter of Blade come. What are they going to actually be giving Blade himself a new book? Well, it's been announced. Brian Edward Hill is going to be helming it. Yeah, that, that is very exciting. Absolutely. You know, uh, Hill's work for me has always kind of been hit or miss, mm-hmm. but uh, I think he's a very cool dude and he's a very good follow on Twitter and I'm definitely going to give this one a chance. Yeah, I, he was uh, signaling all the things I like uh, in terms of like things that inspired him for this. Uh, like Michael Mann, Ian Fleming, uh, you know, spy stuff, all, all really cool stuff that uh, you don't usually associate with Blade. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to do with the character. But it works, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, yeah. Again, I know you've been asking for a Blade series since forever to deal with the whole vampire nation and him mm. being, you know, the sheriff of Russia. What yeah. the hell's going on with that? Yeah, the sheriff of Chernobyl. Yeah, well, we might be getting that now. I hope so. I hope so. 
Again, I feel like Brian Edward Hill and Marvel dropped that just for you. And just for me, <laughs> they announced a brand new Batman and Robin book, which is something you and I have been screaming about forever. Well, there's going to be another Batman and Robin book. It's been like forever. <laughs> you have so many Robins, you can't give them one book. Well, apparently Joshua Williamson heard us and said, yes, actually, I will be writing Batman and Robin soon. Yes, on, on top of writing Superman and Green Arrow and mm -hmm. whatever else. <laughs> Yeah, is going on. Jeez, does Joshua Williamson ever sleep, you think? No, no. <laughs> He's just on a 24-hour energy drink binge just to keep it going. A <laughs> uh, lot of people wonder, too. It's like, okay, well, it's Batman and Robin. Which Robin? Uh, it's going to be Damien because mm. Williamson, of course, wrote the Damien book, which was really great and really underrated. And he wrote, uh, what is it, Shadow War and all the stuff before that, which also dealt with the Damien follow, which uh, honestly, I thought Shadow War kind of sucked. And I actually thought that his, his Williamson's time on Batman was honestly kind of forgettable. Remember, it was. This? Yeah, it really, it felt like, again, that and Shadow War were both um, like just holding patterns until Dark Crisis. Sure was. Also, what a weird thing to say where it's like, yeah, this dude wrote Batman and Robin and his Robin book was way better. Yeah, yeah. Also, I guess this is kind of like the demarcation line, too, where it's like, okay, if you want to read Tim as Robin, read Zadarsky's main Batman book. Mm. If you want to read Damien as Robin, read Batman and Robin, which is fine by me. Yeah, yeah, I like that we have two books that have two different Robins in it. Gives us, Same. Gives us a bit, a bit of variety. As should always be the case, because I know both those characters have fans. Yeah. Now, uh, was it last week too? We talked about the big uh, Power Rangers 30th anniversary special and how Jamie Jo Johnson wasn't in it. Uh, she actually tweeted about it. She actually had a really good line there where it's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to be in the special. Maybe I didn't want to go to New Zealand. Maybe they didn't pay me enough. Maybe at 50, I don't want to squeeze into pink spandex anymore. And I'm like, I right, fair enough. But then it was also announced that she's going to be writing or maybe is drawing because I know it's her and her boyfriend who are going to be working on a new Power Rangers comic property. Yeah, I don't think she'll be drawing. I think she's a writer. Okay, so she's going to be writing on it. But there you go, everyone. So they got an actual Power Ranger writing on the book itself, which is pretty freaking dope. That's pretty cool. So there, you might not get her in the special, but you got her for a new project. Yeah. So, uh, Tevia, helping us out in the chat there. How do you feel about Tim Drake Robin book getting canceled? Uh, I don't know. I just read the first issue. I didn't read a single thing just because I know the writer did that fucking awful Young Justice book. And Oof, it's pretty from, what I, from what I've heard, it's not much like the Tim Drake book isn't much better. It was very, I mean, the first issue was definitely better than Young Justice, but it did make me laugh that she introduced a character from We Are Robin who didn't actually exist in that book but was retconned to be a member of that team and then go, oh yeah, she's Tim Drake's new best friend and the yeah. only one who knows his secret and is his neighbor and everything. And I'm like, is, is this character just you? Yes, yeah, and it's, it's named after me and yeah. <laughs> like basically, I'm like, is this character just, uh, this, this reeks of self-insert. <laughs> it really does. That would be like if I wrote a Green Arrow book and it's like, oh, here's Ollie's new best friend and you know, uh, delivery man, Noel Bailey. <laughs> and noel bailey works online and is a funny guy and everybody loves him and he wears tracksuits <laughs> if, if i did that i could not get away with that <laughs> just make it painfully obvious like joel this character is just you no 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 see he can also do kung fu and he's yeah. also a hacker see it's not me <laughs> it's not me at all he's great at stuff <laughs> 
His glasses are red, not blue. Yeah, it's a totally different character, yeah. Totally different character, completely original, do not steal. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, there you go, everyone. There's some Power Rangers news, because again, it's 300 episodes. We're celebrating everything we like, so we gotta get that in there, too. Yeah. Now, Matt, it's April. You know, we got the April showers. The weather is changing. We're getting that much closer to summer. But it's not just any summer this year, Matt. It's the summer of symbiotes. (laughs) Again. (laughs) Matt, I hope they have summer of symbiote sales is what I hope they have. I really do. (laughs) Like going back to school sales, going back to symbiote sales. Yeah, symbiote Saturday. Symbiote Saturday. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Come on, come (laughs) on. Kids get extra goo. (laughs) But yes, they announced, uh, what is it, that another new symbiote character was going to be joining. Yes. This big event, we had Misery, who is going to be Liz Allen. Mm-hmm. Which makes a lot of sense, because she's a major fixture in the Red Goblin book now, and kind of a minor villain in the Venom book, so her getting a symbiote only makes sense. Yes. Well, Cult of Carnage is going to be debuting a second new symbiote, and this one's name is Madness. <laughs> God, they're really running out of fucking names, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. All the symbiote names, they have just exhausted that entire naming convention. Yeah. Now, is this the symbiote that I saw on Twitter that was like many symbiotes? Yes. Yeah, okay. I, I just thought I'd confirm that just because i saw that posted today so i'm thinking is that is that an april fool is that a fuck around no that's that's Uh, actually real that's that's madness and it's got almost like a doc ock setup where it's like got many other symbiotes and their tentacles yeah yeah it looks pretty cool it looks fairly cool and then i'm like wait wasn't there another amalgamation symbiote what what was its name it was it was all the life foundation symbiotes together was I do remember uh, hi- that. Hybrid? What the fuck was it called? I can't fucking remember. But I do remember you telling me about that, though. Yes. Well, even in uh, the Kate's years, freaking, uh, what is it? The Maker got all of them yeah. on him. Yeah, and yeah, and he, he could he use them. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he be- for like a hot minute there before disappearing. Yeah, when they all came together, they became something. I'm sure sh- someone in the chat is yelling at me right now. It's, it's clearly... <laughs> Shaboopy. <laughs> yeah, it's Glup Shido. Yeah, Glup Shido when they all come together. <laughs> That's what they become. I, I'm looking at the Life Foundation freaking, uh, what is it, wiki page now, and I can't find what the hell it is. <laughs> but yes, the, there was one. Okay, someone's saying it was hybrid, actually. Was it hybrid? Because that sounds right. Okay. But yes, the, they all came together. Now there's another hybrid symbiote. <laughs> And this one is different and better with blackjack and hookers and his lemon scented. Yeah, this this one has like multiple colors on it. Mm-hmm. You see, the other one was pretty crazy, but this, this is madness. Yeah. This is how they'll sell the toy. It'll just be the Life Foundation one, but like recolored. Just recolored, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what you got to do, man. That's what you got to do to save money. You know, think, uh, work smarter, not harder. <laughs> But yeah, there you go. Be sure to keep your eyes peeled to the channel. I I have a video ready on uh, the first volume of Ram V's Carnage that I've been meaning to make forever, Mm -hmm. but I haven't been able to sit down in front of the camera and get it done. I really want to do that, and I really want to catch up on Venom. Nice, nice. Yeah. Okay, yes, it was definitely Hybrid. Winford Lee saying Hybrid had a really neat design until he got brutally murdered by Eddie back during the Flash Tom snare. Oh, did that happen too? Oh, okay. Well, hot damn. 
So there you go. Uh, now, some movie news after that. Uh, Emile Clark, her character, of course, being shrouded in much mystery and much fan theory behind who she could possibly be playing in the brand new Secret Invasion series. Well, this week we found out who it was. Yeah, she's playing Talos' daughter. Yeah, who's all grown up now, which I don't think totally defeats the idea that she might also be the Skrull Queen. They might have just changed some shit around and now Talos' daughter is the Skrull Queen. Yeah, she might even be, like, going against her father. Exactly, again, where they're like, well, I guess that means she's not the Skrull Queen now. I'm like, no, she still could be. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the twist. That's why it's that much more, you know, personal for Talos to try and stop her because it's like, oh shit, that's my kid. I, I failed as a parent. Yeah, I, I'm... I. I know we're getting a trailer or like a TV spot or something in like like tomorrow or in the next couple of days for it, but I really just want like an actual trailer just to actually yeah. see what the series is like because we we had that original one and like oh this looks really cool but like show us more. Yeah, it looked uh, looked very James Bond and I like that it was all about Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, I, I like that he's the main character in this one. Same, it feels like a nice little reward, like, hey man, thanks for being such a cool, you know, dude, thank you for always holding it down for this series, thank you for doing S.H.I.E.L.D. on television all that time mm-hmm. you did, when mm-hmm. you didn't have to, because you're a triple-A actor. Yeah, yeah. Who came in and did television and every other cameo and everything else we wanted. Yeah, so cool, so cool. And, you know, being uh, making snide remarks at uh, press conferences where it's like, well, DC's got some cool villains, but I think we can all agree Marvel has the coolest heroes. <laughs> which which you have to be a comic fan to be able to scratch that scab and pour salt in that particular wound. <laughs> because for DC fans, it does feel like that sometimes, that they're only interested in showcasing the villains the and villains. not the heroes. Yeah, yeah. It really feels that way sometimes. And I'm like, oh, Samuel L. Jackson, you secret nerd, you. <laughs> you know exactly what buttons to press. <laughs> and hey, speaking of uh, DC villains, we also got our first look this week at Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah, cool, whatever. That's uh, that's a Harley Quinn, all right. Yeah, I, I don't really give a fuck about this film. Neither do I, but I have to bring it up anyway. <laughs> my, my, my good friend and former podcast guest, uh, DJ Accident Report, <laughs> said something very funny when he's like, geez, you know, as a Jewish queer person who studied uh, psychology and everything, why do I feel this uh, Lady Gaga thing is a personal attack against me? <laughs> and I'm like, shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you said it, not me. <laughs> but yeah, that uh, that looks like Harley Quinn. It's going to be a musical, apparently. Yeah, I, I just don't care. Neither do. I. Do you think this is going to be just like the first Joker, where everyone pretends really hard to care about it and that it's super important for like the first few months, then it completely disappears from the discourse and the public conversation? Yeah, yeah. If anything, it's going to be fun seeing like those society people come back. Oh, naturally. Like, that, I, that, that was, like, the only fun thing about the first film, and everything else is like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, just whatever. It's the thing, you know. Joaquin Phoenix, he's trying. He's doing his thing. Yeah. Makes a little bit more sense when you remember that the director is a big Gigi Allen fan, like, visited him in jail and everything. I'm like, oh, okay, I see it now. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right on. I, was like, yeah, I get it. I don't enjoy it, but I get it. <laughs> Hey, I, I hope we can get another great uh, clip of that one guy. Joker, yo, what's more important to America right now yeah. than, than Joker 2? Yeah, yeah. Joker 2, the Harley Quinn musical. <laughs> what's more important than that? 
They should they should get that guy to do the trailer. It should just be him sitting there talking about the movie. <laughs> What's more important, I'll tell you. Still real to me, damn it. <laughs> uh, and uh, finally, and this one blew me away. I almost didn't even put this down, but I read it before we started. Apparently the entire cast of Scott Pilgrim is uniting for Scott Pilgrim the anime on Netflix, which is exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, th- th- that's actually really quite cool. That shit's well, that's like a real pipe dream thing. Like, man, wouldn't it be great if they got the entire cast back and they yeah. did an anime version that was closer to the original source material? It's like, oh yeah, that'll never fucking happen. But apparently <laughs> it did. It did, yeah. That, that, that's so cool. <laughs> it's very cool. I'll definitely have to check that out. I just I just think it's so wild that it's real. Yeah, and they got all the cast back. Yeah, that's friggin' crazy, which again, I guess it meant a lot to those people to come back and reprise their roles. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, I'm down for it. I'll definitely check it out. Mm. Netflix surprising you every so often when we're not canceling animated stuff you like. We'll put money <laughs> behind this. Hey, 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 we're forgiven, right? I wonder if they have a thing on their wall where it's like in case of emergency yeah, break glass. In case of, yeah. Um, oh, fuck, is it like a... Uh... Yeah, we cancel all animated shows. Maybe this is why they cancel all the animated shows, so they can afford it. <laughs> yeah, sorry, man. You know, uh, friggin' Michael Sarah, he needed it. Yeah, in case of controversy, smash this. <laughs> man, yeah, M- Michael Sarah needs a lot of money to come back and do voice work. <laughs> we got Aubrey Plaza in a very funny role where she just plays herself. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so there you have it, everyone. That was the news from this week. A uh, lot of good stuff, I would say. It does, yeah, yeah. We got we got some pretty cool stuff happening. A lot of stuff to be happy about. Uh, April's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, friggin' Sweet Tooth comes back at the end of the month. Ooh, interesting. Barry comes back on the sixteenth for its final yes. season, which blew me away. I'm like, seriously, that soon? Yes, I, I can't wait for that. Feels like Barry just ended, and it's sad that it's going to be the last season. But I'm also pretty stoked to see where it goes. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing seeing Barry in jail. Yeah, no doubt about it. Michael Reese uh, helping us out there. Thanks, Michael. Uh, Scott Pilgrim was great. I'm looking forward to the anime version. Sam, I imagine it will be the most Canadian anime ever made. (laughs) I can't wait for anime pizza pizza. (laughs) Which I I think that tells me everything I need to know about Scott Pilgrim as a character that he willingly eats at pizza pizza, which is the most garbage trash ass Canadian pizza chain of Canadian pizza. Seriously, I would rather get kicked square in the balls than eat pizza pizza. <laughs> if that were your options, well, chill, we can go out for pizza. Or I can kick you in the balls right now. I'd be like, is it pizza pizza? Well, better get your shoes on, motherfucker. <laughs> That's how bad it is. Now, here's the funny thing, too. Pizza 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 is usually always the pizza chain that is at every convention. And I swear one year I was at Fan Expo and they like fired up the grill and it smelled no shit like vomit. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, that's the secret ingredient in this pizza I see, vomit. Yeah, yeah, they have the chef's vomit into the into the, the grill, yeah. Like like a mother bird resuscitating <laughs> her children. They vomit into the pizza dough just to give it that real extra shit flavor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even the name is horrible. What are we going to call our pizza place? Pizza? No, it's already called pizza. We need to come up with a name of it. Pizza, pizza. Perfect. There you go. Put it on the sign. <laughs> Such bullshit. <laughs> 
Uh, yes, thank you everyone who's been uh, wishing us uh, congratulations on a 300th episode. Now, normally this is the part of the show where we would turn over and talk about what we read this week, but instead, I wanted to honor you, the fans, and I wanted to let you guys, you let you folks out there tell us what we should talk about. I took some submissions over on Patreon, over on Twitter, and when we're done with those, we'll probably just hang around and talk to the chat for a bit. Yeah. So, uh, starting off on Patreon, the only person on Patreon who actually uh, gave us something to talk about, and that is uh, our old pal Ken Taylor, and him saying, since the opening of the show has basically just become a low-key mini video game podcast anyway, maybe for episode 300, should have a little bit more dedicated to games. Well, guess what, Ken? We're doing it, because you asked for it. <laughs> uh, what have you been playing, Matt? I know you had a couple games in the hopper. Uh, yeah, I finished Resident Evil 4, uh, the remake nice. of it, yesterday. Uh, it's fucking awesome. Uh, I like that they ex- awesome. expanded so much on the story, especially Luis's story, uh, yeah. giving us a bit more uh, of him, a bit more of Sadler. Uh, didn't really get a lot of Mendes, which is which I was hoping we th- that they'd expand more on him a little bit more. But isn't um, there more files on him? Like you can read. There more is, stuff yeah, about yeah. Him. There is a lot more files in the game about like about like everything, like the amber, the the the, the parasites, and all that sort of stuff. But uh, yeah, I kind of wish he was in the game a little bit mm-hmm. more than he was. But yeah, no, it, it, it was really fucking awesome. I really enjoyed yeah. it. It looks great, and I'm definitely going to play it. I'm actually working my way through RE7 and 6 right now just because, you know, I wanted to get that whole experience before I played the remake. I uh, was in the big chainsaw fight with Jack last time I played. He cut my leg off, and then I died because I didn't know you are supposed to go into your inventory and put your fucking leg back on. <laughs> And I felt so stupid. I'm like, well, I'm done for the night. <laughs> and then I started playing more Call of Duty. I'm almost ranked 50. I I, I hate how into this new Call of Duty I am. No, it's no, never. You've, you've been sucked in. <laughs> I've been sucked. It's never clicked for me. But Modern Warfare 2 clicked for me for some reason. I don't know if it's the skill based matchmaking. I don't know if it's because I'm older and more mature now and I know not to fucking run around like an idiot, or if it's because I have a good set of headphones now so I can actually hear motherfuckers coming at mm-hmm. me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but this one has clicked for me in a big way. And I thought to myself, ooh, you know, what's the what's the Modern Warfare 2 community like online? Let me check it out. Oh, bitching about the gay and uh making up shit that's not true okay yeah th- those type of games it's it's like the same for pokemon games you'll yeah you'll always hear about all like the the entirety of the fan base bitching about something yeah. yet, that yet yet then you'll read the news like ah oh, pokemon scarlet and violet sell 40 million copies you know yep. you know stuff like that it's like well you know or you'll hear people uh, especially modern warfare i've heard people saying like oh this game sucks this game sucks i'm just gonna you know play it for the next five hours for the next five hours and like again some people are like you know well you know they're expecting us to pay for battle passes now but we only got two maps and two new operators in this update i'm like y- you sound like the fucking dursley kid from harry but last year there were three operators and four maps i'm pretty sure like I, I saw I don't know whether it was still happening, but last I checked in on it, it was they were releasing some seventy dollar battle pass, but it came with like DLC for the single player, like like Modern Warfare Two DLC, as well as like you can then unlock maps for multiplayer or something. Mm. Well, that I don't know. I know there's a ton of different bundles and a ton of additions. Mm. There's also story based raids, which is super fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. 
that they can continue the story after it's done and bring back characters that you thought were dead. My big problem is it's like, oh, I have to play this with other Call of Duty people. Yeah. Nah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's. I felt the same way about Grand Theft Auto 2, where it's like, oh, and I can play with other characters and other players and everything. That's so awesome. If only this game didn't, you know, condition people to shoot first, ask questions later, and be a selfish dickhead. Yeah, yeah. It's probably probably not the best way to go. <laughs> guess uh, guess I'll go online and watch those cutscenes to see what I miss. <laughs> <laughs> which again, beautiful looking cutscenes, which blows me away. It's... The Call of Duty looks so good now. It does, doesn't it? It looks really good. Looks beautiful, and like the faces are great, and like they're really they're really leaning into the fact that it's just full on GI Joe now. Yeah, yeah, that they, yeah they've set up like the. I can't remember what it was in the original game, but like what what it is here is like section seven or something. I can't remember what it is called. I, I, but... I think I think that's Agents of Shield. <laughs> yeah, that or I'm thinking of Star Trek or something. But yeah, no, yeah. I, I think you're thinking one for one. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is now. Yeah, they basically just GI Joe, just someone, some cool operator from like every different country All coming come together, coming together yeah. using like cool weapons and everything. Yeah, to, to fight the evil forces of nebulous uh, Middle Eastern terrorists and American mercenary company and also the cartel. Yeah. Though the, yeah. Cart- the, 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 the cartel threat is, like, really half-baked. It is, yeah. It's like, they're just there, just connected. <laughs> and, like, you fight them through the whole middle part of the game, and I'm like, ooh, you know, the cartel, that's interesting because they're not a traditional army. I bet they're going to be using some really interesting tactics. Now they fight exactly like the mercenaries and the Iranians. <laughs> <laughs> which sucks because their isis stand-in in like uh, modern warfare 2019 was great because they used booby traps and yeah. human shields and like ambush tactics they were fun to fight because they actually fought like a fucking isis fight oh good yeah and in this one it's just like yeah everyone kind of fights the same yeah that's that's why i think the campaign for modern warfare 2019 is a little better than the second one mm-hmm. also Ferris story is better it is, yeah, yeah. Well, she's she's barely sort of in this second one. She she's in one mission. Yeah, and it's a good she, mission. Then she like kind of helps in the final part. Kind of helps yeah. in the final, and she's in the in in the raid missions online, mm-hmm. which is all right. Like, like clearly, I get the feeling they had so much more planned with Alejandro, but had to cut it for time. I guess so. Yeah. Because it's like, ah, you know, and here is my old friend, the leader of this cartel who betrayed me. Like, we, we going to get into this? we going to get a flashback yeah. with you guys? This feels yeah. like you were leading to a flashback mission yeah. now. Yeah. Is this DLC? Is this going to be the DLC? Because, <laughs> like, the minute they started setting that up, I'm like, oh, we're going to get a flashback mission here like we did for Fair. And it's totally going to, you know, explain this backstory. It's going to be cool. Nah. Nah, nah. Nah, nah, save it for the next one. But Ghost is here, and Ghost is cool. Yeah, Ghost is ghost is pretty fucking cool and we don't kill him like we did in the original modern warfare boy did they not know what they were doing killing a character that everyone instantly decided to love the the mission where like it all like turns and like that 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 uh american cowboy operator guy like turns on you and you've got to like make your way through the town to ghost that's really good i fucking love that mission it was so cool that's a really great mission. That's like, okay, this one stands out in my mind as a really top-tier one. The The vehicle one was kind of difficult, and I'm like, man, why did they put a vehicle one here? Oh, because it's in the online mode for, like, their Fortnite game they've made. Okay, yeah, that makes that, sense. That's the one where you, like, fall from the helicopter and you're hanging upside down. That's cool, yeah. yeah. Why do yeah. you got to jump from car to car and not get blown up? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's a, there's a little game talk, everyone, because you wanted it. Mm-hmm. 
Now, uh, moving on to some people who wanted some stuff on Twitter here. Uh, MK Dragon, who's been following us forever and ever, uh, she wanted us to know favorite moments from insert media from the last few years or so, or even from comic events. I know we did a best of episode for last year, but I mean, what I, I guess, you know, what have we just been watching and really been enjoying recently? Ooh, uh, I've really been enjoying the last season of Star Trek Picard. Oh, yeah, have you? Yeah, uh, it's like, if you were to watch it, I wouldn't even, I'd say don't even watch seasons one and two because <laughs> they're, they're dog shit compared to this. Like, this is like, okay, they finally realized that they're doing Star Trek. They saved the good stuff for the end. Yeah, it, it's it's been so fucking cool. Like, all, like, the different callbacks to, like, not just Next Generation, but, like, DS9, Voyager, Enterprise. Like, all nice. these callbacks, like, the villains are interesting. The villains are changelings, which are, like, uh, shape-shifting uh, alien races taking over the Federation. Oh, cool. Um, Very secret invasion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, it's, it's just so cool. Like you, you got like you got Patrick Stewart back. Jonathan Frakes is back. Uh, Lavar Burton's back. Mm. Yeah, you, know, you know, Data's back. Worf is back. They're all back. So, so it took three seasons to finally give fans what they yeah, wanted. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. It, it like when this season started, it's it's they basically said, okay, we know those last two seasons were really shit. We're going to get rid of all these new characters that everyone hated. You know, put them into the back and bring back all the ones you love. We're just going to do the show we probably should have done originally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, glad they figured it out. Uh, I mean, I guess from Star Trek to Star Wars, uh, Bad Batch ended this week. Yeah. Oh, how good is it? Crazy cliffhanger. A crazy cliffhanger that also made me feel dumb for not figuring <laughs> that out sooner. Because the show did such a good job being sure to pepper it with South American accents in this part of space. We all talk like this. Yeah. And then only to have a character be like, oh, I'm actually someone else. And I'm like, well, yeah, duh. <laughs> Which actually makes her whole interaction with Crosshair the episode before yeah. a lot more interesting. Where it's like, wait, did she let him escape? Did she, you know... Mm. You know, is there a reason she did all that stuff she did? Yeah, I I like that. Um, we have, I guess, I guess you you'd call her like older, older Omega, um, Alpha. Or, yeah, Alpha. But but it's interesting because she because when the Bad Batch were made, there was there was five tubes, five yeah. uh five test tubes where they were growing because we saw that with uh when Omega saw them being born and and like oh. in in the tubes, and she we didn't know who the fifth one was, and it has to have been that that woman i guess so that's really bad man i hope her name is alpha because that just fits with the name <laughs> i am the first female clone you are the last clone and the last female clone we are alpha and omega <laughs> the beginning and the end <laughs> also in like classic star wars fashion too i'm like oh yeah the second one is always the darkest and you know the all hope is lost moment huh yeah yeah I really thought that one was ending with them going to Mount Tantis and shooting shit up. And I'm like, no, they literally can't go there yet because that'll spoil like decades worth of stories where that shit needs to like remain secret. Yeah, that'll be next season. That'll be next season. <laughs> yeah, they can't go there yet. They can't shoot that place up yet. Them paying off the Sid thing where it's like, God damn it, Sid. Yeah, that that, that was like the, the most obvious plot. It was like, yeah, of course she's going to betray them. She's going to sell them out. Was not expecting what they did with Tech. You think Tech is really gone? I think so, yeah. 
You think so? Because my money was on, oh, they're going to kill Crosshair. Crosshair is so dead by the end of this. I bet he's going to sacrifice himself to save everyone. I'll let you be like, oh, no, we killed Tech. And in classic war movie fashion, we gave him, you know, the most focus this season, gave yes. him a potential love interest. Yes. and then that, That's him. how I knew he was going to die. Like yes, oh you're you're doing you're doing a lot of like character development he's gonna he's gonna die or he's gonna be like separated or something's gonna happen to him. He's got too much to live for. But hey, then again, because this is you know Bad Batch and we are fucking around with clones and everything. What if they just decide we'll clone another tech? Yeah, yeah. I mean they could. That's that's what I thought was going to be revealed when Omega saw um saw uh crosshair at the end i thought it was going to be revealed that they've they've managed to clone clone force 99 and, oh. and were like have they they've made like their own like stormtrooper versions of the bad batch oh that's pretty dope someone send that to david filoni that's a pretty <laughs> dope thing hell i kept thinking because we keep seeing the elite troopers in this from the video game I'm like what if the what if the bad batch fights the elite troopers from the video game what if that's a thing <laughs> it could happen don't tell me it couldn't happen <laughs> saw also appeared and was as terrible as always that, fuck these prisoners we're gonna blow up the facility <laughs> yeah i don't care about you clones that was so funny because when i was sitting watching that episode i'm like man what happened to saw Guerrero? he was in the show we haven't seen him for a second oh there he is <laughs> <laughs> i literally thought of it and it's as if i summoned him into the plot <laughs> early rebellion yep i've been fighting him this long that's yeah. how that's how in it i am that's cool and talking doing these little meeting director krennic was there voiced by ben mendelson yes. for like one one sentence that was fun too and i'm like hey shouldn't thrawn be at this meeting then i'm like no it's early in the war thrawn yep. probably isn't an admiral yet yep if they have another meeting he might very well be there and i'm like oh that's cool mm -hmm. I, I love the use of tarkin too i never thought i'd be excited every time tarkin came back but i'm like man you really tie all of this together don't you he does yeah he, he just drops in into all these shows and starts putting little pieces there building the death star and his new troopers yes. and everything and operation stardust yeah because we can't always have Vader and Palpatine show up for every important meeting, but we can have Tarkin show up for every important meeting. Yeah, yeah. And knowing that he's like the number three guy. Also, too, someone pointed this out to me, and I never really considered this until they said it. Tarkin is one of the only people who knew Anakin, knew Vader, worked with and liked both of them. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting, and that Vader kept that fact secret from Tarkin for so long that he was the same guy. <laughs> and I think there's like a Tarkin book where Tarkin in the back of his mind is like, no, I always fucking knew. I just yeah. didn't say anything because yeah. I didn't want to get forced choked. Yeah. <laughs> it was so obvious he was the same guy. I'm not stupid. You don't become <laughs> Grand Admiral being stupid. <laughs> I just didn't say anything. I don't rock the boat because that's also how I've gotten this far in my career by not rocking yeah i don't mention that because he gets quite triggered if you talk about anakin you know yeah really he gets all gets all freaky out you know i want to do that <laughs> but yeah thank you mk dragon for that question i know you've been following us for a very long time so much appreciated yeah uh next we got another longtime fan here ed thinks a lot uh he wrote like a whole bunch of them and actually hey Ed, i i always liked your little uh little avatar image there with that uh cyberpunk friggin neon mask i thought that was just an image you chose but then i found your stuff on tiktok and apparently he does actually wear that mask oh nice does stuff, oh that's cool <laughs> which is pretty dope and i'm super jealous because I've, I've said before no masks fit my giant freak head <laughs> so slightly jealous and your tiktoks are good 
so their pitches were uh, favorite podcast jokes. I mean, Moon People is definitely up there. We've had Moon People for a while. Not in a while. That that bit's been slumbering. Yeah, yeah. We we're waiting for the uh, for the uh, Inhumans to come back. Yeah, that. I mean, that joke became a shirt, a really good-looking shirt that you can buy. <laughs> that's that's how I know we're not a great podcast, Matt. Just a good one because we don't keep pushing pushing our merch shirt jokes. <laughs> uh, brown Lantern. That was a good one I thought of the other day, where it's like they have every other color except for brown, and we're like, well, yeah, brown would suck if someone got a Brown Lantern drink. They'd be like, ah, fuck, and then they just stop. <laughs> They just wouldn't do it. Oh, I can, instead of hard light constructs, I can make hard feces constructs. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't want this power. I'm just going to go back to working at Wendy's. <laughs> That's my pitch. If they ever let me do like a jokey backup, there is a brown lantern. He's just so disgusted with himself. He yeah. doesn't use any of his powers. That'd be something like Garth Ennis would write. <laughs> oh, God, 100%. And then the poop. <laughs> Why is it always poop with you, Garth? Oh, you know. <laughs> Oh, uh, Ed actually asks, how's the war against the moon people and the reverse vampires going? <laughs> like we said, it's slumbering. They've all run to ground to yeah. Argentina and shit. Now we just got to wait. Yeah, we got to wait until someone spots them in the street and in Google Maps or something. Yep, and then, then the war will be back on. <laughs> <laughs> We're watching you, moon people. You're on notice. <laughs> You're on borrowed time. <laughs> also asked us a uh, favorite comic you've covered in your career and i know you and i have been at this for a long time so i'm sure we have plenty uh i really enjoyed covering secret empire at the time because i feel mm. like no one was giving that book a chance and no, no. one actually bothered to dig it, any deeper into it. it it felt like for a time there like you and i and like a couple of people we know were like the only ones who were like do we under we we're like the only ones who understand what Nick Spence is doing here, right? What he's doing, like, like you have reading comprehension, like you guys read things that aren't comics, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like you want you you have media literacy, right? <laughs> S same deal, honestly, with Jason Aaron's Punisher right now. Where it's yeah, like you get what yeah. he's doing, yes. Yeah, yeah. Like this is the worst thing ever. Change it back. Frank would never join yeah. a terrorist organization. Like, okay, so you haven't read the book because if you did, they explain literally all of these fears. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I always enjoy championing a book when it seems like most people willfully misunderstand it. I'm not going to say like, oh, I found some deep secret hidden meaning in it. No, the meaning was obvious and a lot of Very, people yeah. just chose not to deal with it. Yeah, you'd be surprised how how much that comes up. In comics especially, it's yeah. almost like people make up their minds already before they read a thing. Yeah, yeah. I would say, you know, I don't give myself many compliments, but my one compliment I do give is like, look, I'm willing to give everything a chance, even if I don't think I'd like it. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was almost like the opposite as well when it came to like Tom King's Batman. Everyone Absolutely. was fucking praising it. And like we and a few others were like, this is Why? bullshit. Yeah, yeah, this is shit. <laughs> this, this is stupid. This makes no sense. I think he actually hates Batman secretly. <laughs> he genuinely seems to take every opportunity to, you know, dress him down and make fun of him. <laughs> Catwoman's the best, though. Yeah, yeah, she's the best at everything. She can take down the Flash. Mm -hmm. She can see them even when they're moving really fast. Do you know her and Joker are best friends? Why? <laughs> because. Yep, reasons. 
because I said so. Uh, Eduardo Perez helping us out there. Hey, it's Ed. Super glad you like my TikToks. Congrats on 300. Here's to more. Thank you for helping me get through college. Couldn't have survived without you. Also, I'm Crusader Con on purpose. Okay. See, now I've learned a thing in 300 episodes. I thought you were three different people, but now I know you're actually the same. Oh, my, my mind is open now. It's like the end of, uh, what is it, Usual Suspects. You were Kaiser Sose. Oh, my <laughs> You were just telling me a story about things you saw in the office. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also asking us there, goals for the next 100 episodes. Man, I didn't even think we'd make it to 300 episodes. I, I'm not a goal-making man. No, no. I guess a good goal is to eventually get video back up on YouTube for everyone to enjoy. I'm working on it. I need to hire an artist. I need to get the backup channel, Cape Joel Extra, all ready to go. I will do it. It's just going to take some time because if I'm going to do it, I want it to look nice and not suck. Yeah, yeah. And again, it would probably be a slower thing. Like you would get video stuff eventually. But as yeah. far as, you know, the algorithm still fucking us over, the place to be is Patreon. And when not Patreon, the place to be is live right now mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to see us so you never miss a thing. Yeah, and to be fair as well, like – fucking youtube could change tomorrow and be like no long form content is like where where it's all at now is back and again i said it last week but i'll say again thank you everyone for being so understanding that we didn't want to do this youtube kind of fucked us over on it thank you for supporting the shorts too because that's another way to get podcastable content to you and to also play the new youtube game where you know shorter content is king yeah, those sh shorts are, are doing pretty well. I know my my one my personal shorts are doing really well as well. They're they're doing almost as good as videos, which blows me away. And yeah. thank you for that. And because of that, my numbers actually look really healthy on my channel. Yeah, which I like too. Uh, Patrick, uh, Pat Senior, Donchie, another longtime fan. Anything, Joel? Just looking forward to celebrate the positive energy. Well, thank you, Pat. You know that's what we try and do. We try and bring the positive energy i think we can all agree in the youtube comic space so much of it is just predicated on anger and negativity mm -hmm. because that's the stuff that sells and that's the yeah. stuff that youtube rewards yeah that, that's it for the next 200 episodes we're gonna be a uh one of those fucking griff tube fucking yeah uh, you know everything's a failure all our thumbnails are gonna have brie larson in it for some reason <laughs> yeah. googly eyes yeah even if it's nothing related to her she's gotta be in it <laughs> if i ever met brie Larson, i'd be like how do you feel knowing that you were like the universal dog whistle for like a whole generation she of probably loves hoppers. that it makes him so fucking angry I know, yeah, I, mean, I know it makes me, I, I love that it makes him so fucking angry. I mean, you're like right up there with Coca-Cola and Campbell's soup of like, you know, <laughs> pop culture images. You're more famous than you even know. God, could you imagine that if we became a grifter channel there? Now, let me tell you about brain pills, Matt. It's the hot new thing. All the kids are doing it. <laughs> Gonna give you these brand new brain pills. Keep the gay away. Keep the gay thoughts away. <laughs> And it'll help you spot Antifa. It's like the movie They Live. All you need is the brain pills. And you can see them. They look just like us. 
yeah, Winford Lee saying, you know, in uh, hindsight, the January 6th insurrection kind of encapsulates everything Secret Empire was talking about, how people can be tricked by symbols and propaganda into yeah. allowing a horrific acts to happen. Oh, yeah, th that story is so goddamn prophetic. It was prophetic when he was writing it, Nick Spencer. Yeah. And I don't think he meant it to be is the thing. No. I thought he was. I bet he thought he was just writing a silly comic book story with some political allegory thrown in there. Little did he know the real world would get really stupid and really comic booky around the same time. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. The world just got stupid. It did. It did. <laughs> and hey, speaking of making things great again, uh, Mark Brickley, uh, talk about how you would make Spider-Man great again. Which creative teams would you put on the book? How many books would there be? What would the first arc be? Just want to get excited for Spider-Man again. You know, I, I wish I had a better answer, Mark. I, I really do. I feel like me and Matt and even Sal on the other show have breached this. I don't know what you do with Spider-Man. I have a pitch for every other hero. I can't pitch you anything for Spider-Man that hasn't already been done. I think he I think he's desperately in need of a reboot. Like like a full hard reboot. And I'm like, but they did that before. They did it with Ultimate. They did it with uh, a Brand New Day and everything there. It feels like even that has been done to death, the concept of reboot. I mean, really, the only idea I have is maybe he just needs to go away for a bit. And maybe yeah, just Miles yeah. needs to be the main Spider-Man for a minute and just let people miss Peter for a bit. Yeah, well, there just needs to be something just to get rid of like the most all the all the stuff that's been happening recently like just because there's too much it there's is just too much like spider totems and kindred and you know a missing six months or a year or yeah. something you know there's too fucking much take it all back strip it back to basics make him a street level hero again team him up with like fucking luke cage or something and it feels like at first that's what Wells was doing. That's why the first villain is goddamn Tombstone in his yeah. run, which I still think is the best story because, yeah, it's street level. Yeah. It's just Spider-Man fighting a guy who is a gangster who wants to beat him up in an alley. Mm, yeah. Uh, Zero Zaku helping us out there. What comic runs are some of your favorites, like Suicide Squad by Tom Taylor? Love you guys, and you've grown uh, so much since working every day. <laughs> Well, thank you, Zero, for noticing. I appreciate that. I, I mean, I say it all the time. Uh, Gail Simone, Secret Six, Ennis's Punisher. Yeah. Oh, Ennis's Punisher is so good. I mean, both of them, both the Marvel Knights one and the Max yeah. one. Ro Rosenberg's Punisher, Matthew Rosenberg's Punisher run was so fucking good too. Underrated. I mean, all, all the great Daredevil runs that I was thinking about this the other day. Man, Charles Souls had a good Daredevil run that was basically entirely memory hold by just how mm -hmm. good the Zadarsky run was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He his run was great. Uh who else? Let's see. Uh Spider Man Life Story, because yes, you yes. can actually still write really good Peter Spider Man. Yes. That was uh was that Mark Russell? No, that was Zadarsky again. Zadarsky, yeah, no, Mark Russell did the Fantastic Four life story one, that's right. Which was also really good. Was I really mean, good. Pre uh, Prez by Mark Russell, very yeah. short-lived, but just, I like just it. Just anything by Mark Russell is, is fucking great. If, if you want to laugh, if you want something weird and out there, he's definitely the one for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I fi I figure we could do this all day. Maybe that should be an episode at some point, too. We write down, like, our favorite runs of all time. Oh, God. Because <laughs> I want that to be a thing for... I mean, maybe that's another goal for Comic Multiverse moving forward. Obviously, you know, the latter half of the show, when we talk about the books and everything we've read, that's always been fun, but that can get a little tiring sometimes because Matt and I do that on our own channels anyway, and sometimes mm -hmm. it feels like we're just repeating ourselves. Yeah. Maybe we should have more topic things for the end of the show. Maybe we should start including maybe some listicles or maybe 
maybe some more discussions, like the whole AI art thing as it relates to comic books. I'm like, oh, that probably would have been a good uh, topic for me and Matt. I imagine we both have thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, or, or, yeah, like talking about like certain like comic runs from years past or something that we yeah, both why, liked or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, why it's good, why it's important, maybe maybe why something is worth revisiting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh. All right, what do we got here? Uh, Susano Devon, or Devon the Cool, uh, pitching a DC Comics elsewhere slash uh, black label mini or max, uh, multiple parts. Also, uh, if you could put Chip Zdarsky on any run, where would you put him? That's a couple questions. Uh, yeah, what's a well, what's a good black label thing? What's something that if we could get made? Uh, no Batman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I don't have one there because it has to be Batman because it's black label. Has Superman had a black label book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had that Frank Miller. Uh, oh, that's right. Well, he yeah. should have another one that's not written by Frank Miller. <laughs> it it wasn't too bad. It was it was definitely a Frank Miller book, but it wasn't as bad as like a lot of people make it out to be. Hey, remember when he dated a mermaid? Yes, Frank, I remember that. I'm gonna make it the whole thing. Really? <laughs> I mean, okay. I mean, so it's on you. It's, it's interesting that that's what you're really thinking about. <laughs> Uh, a Carter helping us out. Congrats on 300, but I need to make a commentary on the Venom Lethropy Carnage. Feel sorry, guys, but you need to take one for the team. I refuse to watch the film until your commentary is ready. <laughs> well, A, you know, the summer of symbiotes is coming. Yeah. <coughs> maybe, 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 maybe we do Venom, Venom 2, and Morbius. <laughs> well, hey, we, we did Venom the first time. Oh yeah, that's right. I com- I completely forgot about that. <laughs> I think that was one of our last commentaries. My only problem with that a is that you know if YouTube will barely even you know tell people that a new podcast is dropped, I worried they won't tell people uh, a movie commentary has dropped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chemdog said black label space cappy. Fuck yeah. <laughs> has hey, Lo- has back- Lobo had a, a black label book yet? E- was that Superman versus Lobo black label? I think it was. I, I can't remember whether it was Black Label, but I know it was it was only three issues. I know that. Yes. Tim Celia was short and everything. Yeah. That might be a good one because he's certainly suited for it. Mm-hmm. Being, you know, the anti-hero. That he's, again, how has Deathstroke not gotten a Black Label too for all the same reasons? Well, I know he's... he's I haven't read it yet, but he's in that uh, Wallow vs. Wildstorm. Oh, yeah. Uh, I picked up that but... first issue because it looked interesting, but yeah. I couldn't make heads or tails of it. <laughs> I picked it up because I love Waller, but then it's like all these Wildstorm characters are like, oh, I know very little about you guys. <laughs> also, someone else in the chat really wanted us to do Dark Phoenix. I'm like, ha ha ha, you keep trying. <laughs> should do, we should do Black Adam. Black Adam? I've, st- I've still not seen it. Exactly. That, that'd be why it's like perfect. Yeah, just watch it fresh. Fresh, <laughs> out the, fresh off the dough. <laughs> Again, I don't know if you've seen the channel Razzle. They do movie commentaries that are funny. And they do it in, like, a really smart way that I would love to see us just, you know, rip off completely wholesale, where they show, like, clips of the movie, but also they keep cutting back and forth Whoa. to their, like, little animated faces, and Whoa. they cut it down to, like, 30 minutes. See, that's, I was actually going to suggest that, because uh, I, I was going to, like, if we ever do another uh, commentary, I was just going to cut it down to, like, yeah, 20, 30 minutes, and just, like, intercut it with, like, some of the things we're talking to, talking about, yeah. like, like, the off-topic shit, and, yeah, just... Make, make it visually interesting yeah we might have to do i'll send you some razzle shit to look at because somehow i kind of know what you it. mean because i watch a, a channel called banya bat that does it as well 
yeah, somehow they managed to skirt the rules pretty well. That, see, mm. that's the thing. If we did it, it would be more of a editing job for Matt to have to do on top of everything else. So here's the thing. If you want to do it, uh, give us money, and then I will give Matt that money <laughs> for time and effort that he puts into it. And then we'll put, like, the whole fucking thing up on Patreon. Because that's that's how Razzle does it. Where it's like, here's the first 30 minutes as a taste, and if you want to hear the whole thing, go to Patreon where you can watch the whole thing uncut. And I'm like, eh, that's pretty clever, actually. Mm-hmm. How they managed to do it. Uh, what else we got going on? I want to try and get through everyone who wrote me on Twitter when I asked before we eventually go back to the chat. Yeah. Uh, Alex Lancaster, what are some movies or TV shows, live action or animated, do you guys want slash predict for the second part of James Gunn's Chapter 1? Yeah, apparently Chapter 1, that's not the whole Chapter 1. Apparently we're getting more. Yeah. I mean, I think Wonder Woman is safe to assume because if she's getting a whole Themyscira TV show, it's probably just to prime the pump for a new Wonder Woman. Yeah, I, I have to feel like, yeah, we're definitely going to be getting... We're not going to get Gal Gadot again, I don't think. No. Which is, no. which is I think, why she's in... She was in Shazam. She's in uh, The Flash. I think that's like them saying, like, okay, you can be in goodbye. these films. And yeah, <laughs> goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. This, it, it's your farewell tour. Yeah. So I think we'll get an, uh, another new Wonder Woman in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. If Authority does as good as they're thinking, I imagine they will use The Suicide Squad as a template. And don't be shocked if we get a Midnighter TV series off the back of, like, he'll be the cool character in the team movie, and then you'll get to watch a whole show with a smaller budget about him, yeah, a so la I, Peacemaker. I am looking forward to, like, like back when, like, uh, like the early 2000s, I, I vaguely remember, like, on forums, like, when people were discovering uh like midnighter and be like he's so fucking cool he used guns and and he's like batman computer and brain yeah yeah i am very much looking forward to all of that again but then also the added fact of like like i like was saying like the rage baits like youtubers uh discovering that he is a gay man he's a gay man yeah <laughs> hey here's a question let's uh let's cast midnighter now i have a list in front of me of uh, openly gay actors in hollywood think wentworth miller's too old to be midnighter you think they should cast a little younger probably i'm i have to imagine they're gonna go a little younger yeah go a little uh luke evans how young is he Oh, no, he'd be pretty old, yeah. I guess he would be now. Billy Eichner. <laughs> hey, that that's actually pretty interesting. Yeah, I don't, like, he'll be wearing a mask for, like, most of the thing and everything. Can, can he do gruff? Can Billy Eichner do gruff? No, he just does it as he's Billy in the street voice. <laughs> <laughs> like, again, like, that would be a very James Gunn thing. Like, oh, this guy's mostly done for comedy. Well, let's, yeah. uh, let's cast him. Yeah, yeah. Let's cast him. Let's bulk him up. Let's, you know, let's put him through, uh, what is it, the superhero machine there where you get big and swole. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't think that would be a terrible choice for that one. And also, because it's like, it's a twofer, you would need to cast him really good, and then you would also need to really cast uh, a really good Apollo. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And I don't know who you would cast as Apollo. You need to get someone who looks like Superman but is blonde. Uh, is Zachary Quinto too old to be Apollo? Just dye his hair blonde? That would be yeah, a little interesting. He might be a bit too old. God, if if it was like 10, 15 years ago, Neil Patrick Harris. They well, for Apollo, they they should cast someone who was or is well was going to be Superman. Like like Yeah, like, they should. Like whoever they choose as their Superman, they should get the runner up to play Apollo. Yeah. Ooh, uh, Guillermo Diaz 
from Scandal. I didn't even know he was a gay man. Man, he would actually make a really good Midnighter because he's like super gruff and everything. He's always playing tough guys and everything. Yeah. What about who? Uh, what's the guy's name who plays um, Negative Man on uh, Doom Patrol? Oh, Matt Bomber. Yeah. What about him? Because he 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 was um he's always been up for like Superman and Batman. He's voiced Superman a couple of times in the cartoons. You know what? Maybe it's the time because like Doom Patrol is done, and also he technically wasn't on screen as Negative Man that mm. much. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe then will be the time for it. Maybe you can finally play the role at that point. I don't hate that. Mm. I don't hate that. That's fine. There you go. See, this is what we might do. We might do casting sections in the future. Yeah. Somebody saying Chase Crawford from The Deep. I don't know him. The the guy who plays The Deep in The Boys. Oh, plays The Deep in The Deep. Okay, is he a gay man in real life? Because I imagine if they're going to cast such a prominent gay character, they probably want an out gay man in the role. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I'm not too sure. Because I could just hear the outrage if they did. They're like, really? You know, one of the only uber cool gay characters and you didn't <laughs> cast him? <laughs> Michael Reese, Billy Eigner, yes, shoot him with steroids now and get good and big. <laughs> hey, he can do comedy and he's charming and he's, got, he's a name people know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, what else we got going on here? Uh, Soul Sonic Sound, maybe a short segment of your most memorable moments doing the podcast and maybe discussing superheroes from different countries. Oh, man. Uh, again, man, the Stakes and Otter did such a good job cutting together our super cuts for the holidays. We didn't get one the last couple of years because we did other stuff for Christmas. I would say go back and watch those because that dude did a way better job putting together our best moments. Because for me, it's, as soon as I'm done this show, I forget everything I say until next week. Well, I, I see, I would do it if I had the time. <laughs> exactly, but you're running a whole other channel. Yeah, and I, and, I have like, a full fucking time job as well. So yeah. It's, it's not easy. Absolutely. And Matt runs the back end for this show, too. I just get to show up and talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Jonathan Alperec, again, another big fan, longtime fan. Long-winded question, but how do you feel nerd culture has changed in the last 10 years, especially in regards to what has become part of the mainstream zeitgeist, but also how certain toxic aspects like gatekeeping have also come into examination recently? That's an excellent question. And again, see, these are some of the more mature, heady topics we could discover, too. Mm. Personally, I've always been of the mind that geek culture hasn't actually changed as much as we seem to think is. It's gotten louder, it's yes. gotten bigger, and it's under more of a microscope now than it ever has before. I think a lot of the problems now you can just point to and be like, oh, well, this is just like it was 20 years ago. It's just we weren't paying as close of attention, or now we're seeing it on a bigger scale. We're seeing it, though, thanks to stuff like Twitter and YouTube. And I, mean, I, I will say, though, it, it feels like it definitely has gotten more... Uh, uh, not not angry but like i i I guess like vocal like yes and and because of twitter and youtube you're 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 exposed to like 24 7 yeah you're exposed to like the the, these more louder side which often just overtake everything they sure do they're because because that's the only thing they can do because you know racism sexism gatekeeping is stupid and wrong so their Mm. only recourse is to yell yell about it yeah and like again, this this shit was always there. It's like you know you can't have a black stormtrooper. Yeah, nerd culture has always had a racism problem because a lot of the time it is like a power fantasy for young white men because it was young white men who were writing the things. It's just now we can hear it and see it in real time because of social media. Yeah, 
Like, I, I can only imagine the people who were reading, uh, like, the letters that they sent it to the letter section for old comic books. I'm sure they were just as bad. It's oh, just yeah. that they never got printed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm really surprised that there isn't, like, a... Th- I, I suppose it would it would require someone to keep the letters, but, like, I'm surprised, like, some like some someone who hadn't worked in there has been like, hey, this is what it was like in, like, 1985. Here's a letter from some someone in bumfuck Kansas complaining mm-hmm. because you know spider-man you know was saved by a woman or something you know exactly yeah uh devin baka saying the alt-right got into comics the last few years no 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 no. comic people got into the alt-right unfortunately is the sad truth of that i wish you were right i wish it was the other way around but they were always your angry young white men Mm -hmm. who are usually the sort of people that grifters you know try and uh target and everything for obvious reasons yeah case in point what's his name fucking ethan van skyver oh god what apparently he's doing really bad recently apparently he's been like (laughs) slurring his speech on stream and everything and people think he might actually be I, sick i saw a, po- a, f- a photo of him recently and uh, he, he he dyes his beard like it's a, like very obviously a dye job <laughs> he's he's john economist he's fucking dye beard yeah 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 it, it's hilarious watching these people like and it's always the same shit as well it's like ah the, the, there was a woman in this comic for two pages more than there should be and you know all this bullshit and because you know geek culture and shit is more popular now you know your fox news is your mm-hmm. powers that be every time captain america says something like about the american dream it's like oh cool now we can talk about this popular thing yeah case in point christopher campbell's united states captain america yes they which post is that so- one panel of captain america saying uh was that the american dream is dead not realizing that there was like three pages before it where he explains why he's and... questioning himself yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's a whole fucking thing there but yes uh, there are many deeply disingenuous people who seek to use our beloved geek culture as a battlefield for their culture war and it's stupid and it deserves calling out yeah uh robot of the sea this is the last one on twitter will marvel or dc ever do western or do a western movie based off their many cowboy properties i sure hope they do again i think uh freaking jonah hex would be perfect for a streaming tv show absolutely very much so i think he would be great for i know you'd have to eventually deal with the fact where it's like where's that guy wearing a confederate uniform yes but 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 (laughs) but 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 listen to him he has reasons i promise (laughs) let's just hear him out yeah Again, he, 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 he didn't do it because of any moral reason. He did it just because of geological reasons. <laughs> and also, too, like, if you've read Jonah Hex in, like, the last couple of years, the few times he's shown up, he's not actually wearing gray anymore. He's wearing brown. Yeah, yeah. So they actually went out of their way to try and change that. Which, which again, I think if you made a show, like, on a good network with a good writer, I think you could actually, like, maybe try and tackle that. Have a character to be like, yo, why do you wear that, though? The war is over. Well, yeah. I wear it to scare people. What kind of people, Jonah? <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> Who are you scaring, Jonah? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I mean, you guys lost, right? I mean, I'm not scared of losers. <laughs> Ah, yeah. shit, yeah, you got me. I guess I'll yeah. wear the brown coat now. And then you make the show a sci-fi epic by sending him into, like, the future or something. <laughs> yeah, Tevia is saying, I also wrote you guys on Twitter as well. Yeah, and a lot of the stuff you uh, said we've already answered. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think Jonah Hex would work really good as a thing. I mean, we're already kind of getting, like, they've experimented with, like, creature commandos and everything. So, like, I think Sergeant Rock could work. 
Yeah, yeah, I I wouldn't mind the Sergeant Rock thing. I mean, I wouldn't mind it in the idea that like you you could do a, like a war story, but like I I'd much prefer it to be like an a, like a horror anthology. Yeah, yeah. Again, they they've tried to crack that uh, nut a couple times, and it's never quite worked. Thank you, Patsy. I, I think war comics, and I think like Western comics, they're just they're just a little too weird and a little too niche for your average audience, which is a shame because they're some of my favorites when they do it. Also, there's the the whole fact that like if you do do it, like it just it just becomes oh, it's just another war film. Like exactly. why why this doesn't have like really anything in it that's like like superheroes or anything like you could do a sergeant rock film but then you'd have to include like the jsa or something yeah exactly yeah which uh which again is also a shame all right let, let me go through the chat here see if anything had anything else uh to bring up here because you know i want to make sure that everyone feels seen and that we talk about it as much as we can <laughs> dark Phoenix commentary for halloween the spookiest box office bomb of all time <laughs> oh no <laughs> Did, oh, did, did Dark Phoenix make less money than Shazam? That's a good question. We might have to... Hey, there's another topic there. The biggest superhero box office barbs of all time. Yeah. Did you see the the the, the, the kid that plays uh, Billy? It's going after Zachary as well. Oh, is he? Well, good for him. Yeah. No, no, and it's like legitimate things because it's like like someone commented about how like in, in, in the movie, because it does happen in the movie. It's one of my criticisms about it. Billy, like, grows up as a he like matures but every time he becomes shazam shazam reverts to like 12 year old like antics and like mm. like uh attitude and everything i'm like well that doesn't make any sense <laughs> yeah again <laughs> to think a movie that like should have been so simple and such yeah. an easy dunk and now everyone is just fighting with everyone and this this is already more of the legacy of the film than the yeah. film itself again the, the the movie had scope bloom should have stayed small should have stayed small yeah, should have stayed. Sometimes more money and bigger stakes does not a better film make. Yeah, sad, sad but true. <laughs> yeah, Billy versus Shazam. How about that? <laughs> uh, a lot of people are saying too that technically we saw some stuff from uh, Fall of X. You were talking about this before we started. You want to talk about that? Yeah, so it wasn't really much like given except for like like all the books some that were involved. Titles. Yeah. There's going to be a Dark X-Men, which we were already thinking like, oh, you know, is this probably alluding to Dark Beast? Because we know Sinister is keeping his head in a jar, so. Yeah, there's that. There's uh, uh, Uncanny Spider-Man. Yeah, so Spider-Man's getting involved in this crossover. That's something the Zeb Wells run really tried to do, too, to tie the worlds of Spider-Man and the worlds of X-Men and even Dark Web, too, which, again, I would say, why? Why would you want to tie those things together? Those things don't (laughs) go together. (laughs) Uh, KT saying the kid who played Billy was a Disney Channel actor, so maybe you should make some calls. Really, was he? I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that either. Yeah, fucking hey. Yeah, you can come and be someone in in the MCU. Sam Alexander. <laughs> nah, nah, I think he's a little too old for that. Uh, yeah, there's there's lots of young characters. He 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 can be something. Everyone gets a role eventually. Yeah, yeah. Everyone gets a chance. Everyone gets a kick of the can. But yeah, I mean, is that it for this week? Is this is this everything that we got? Uh, I think so. I'm not too sure. Uh, again, Matt, you know, I, I was building up to this 300th episode. I, I don't want it to end so soon. <laughs> you know, I've, as soon as it's done, then what? Then we're just on to 301. <laughs> 
You uh, you, you still reading that Dan Slott uh, Spider-Man book? I'm behind by a couple of issues, but uh, yeah, where I last left off, it was it was still really good. All right, I know they announced that apparently we're getting Spider Boy, mm-hmm. who's going to be a new character with a name very similar to the Amalgam Superboy Spider-Man. Yes, which is interesting. I wonder if it's just Alpha. Alpha, oh fucking Alpha, man! I keep saying if someone really wants to make waves, bring Alpha back as a villain. Yeah, yeah. It seems so obvious. There's how we change, like, like retool Spider-Man, put Peter away, and bring Alpha in as Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, but we got some more casting news there too. Apparently, uh, the Wonder Man show is getting uh, Demetrius Gross. He's going to be playing the Grim Reaper in that nice. the new Wonder Man show. So they nice. finally cast him. Nice. I loved him in Shield. Oh yeah, he was in Shield, wasn't he? The Shield, I should say. Oh, the Shield. Yes, that's right. Not Shield. Like, was he in that? But which yeah. guy was he in the Shield? Yeah, no, nah, he was in the Shield. Yes, with uh, Anthony Mackie. So, uh, yeah, that's good. Also, uh, Tom from Succession. I still haven't watched the new episode of Succession yet, but apparently <laughs> he's going to be in Deadpool three. Yeah, yeah. I imagine it's just like a bit part. I hope he just plays Tom. <laughs> I hope he just him plays and, his him character and Greg just position. come in. Yeah. They just come in and go, oh, geez, Tom, I don't know what we're doing here. Shut up. <laughs> uh, Michael Reese, are there any upcoming storylines and comics you guys are looking forward to in solicitations? I mean, Summer of Symbiotes, as weird as it is to say, I never thought I'd be like, yo, that actually looks pretty dope, but I'm enjoying yes. all the stuff. It does look pretty cool. So I'm definitely interested to see where they're going from there. Uh, I know you're enjoying all your Flash stuff, and also, I mean, friggin' Cy mm. Spurrier is going to be taking over the book soon. That's pretty huge. Yeah, we're coming up on it. Uh, I think we've got four issues left of Jeremy Adams' run, I think. Right. Yeah, then we then we have the big 800 issue, and then I think he takes over in 801. Right, which yeah. I will have to check that out because Spurrier, again, I think is one of those guys who really, really has a knack for writing comic book stories for adults. Yeah, it's going to be really weird, I think, uh, the comic. I think it's going to go places that people don't really assume a Flash book can go. Yeah, I mean, his books are always, you know, talking about theology and history and psychology and everything. And, like, mm-hmm. he, he's one of the few writers who's like, look, I'm not writing a comic book. I'm writing a book, and I'm not going to talk down to my audience. Yes. So that's pretty great. I'm, uh, I'm excited for that for sure. Uh, what else is there? Ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. Uh, are you getting caught up on Hulk with only one issue left with Otley? No, unfortunately, I think that passed me by, which is a shame because not getting caught up on Banner of War means I've also fallen behind on <laughs> Thor, which sucks because I was really liking what Gates was doing. Yeah, I, I've got like two. I've got two. I've got like a video of Hulk coming soon. I think. Um, I've got two more issues to read of that, and I'm behind by one issue on Thor. But, like, it's really – the Hulk one's really strange because, like, Donny Cage was writing it, and now it's just been sort of, like, palmed off on Ryan Otley, who yeah. he's, like, he's, like, just doing writing and art. Yeah, which, I mean, good for him because, I mean, he's no, capable, it's, it's still really good. It's still saying. really good, but I'm like, I was promised – you know this 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 uh this series would be uh donny cates <laughs> yeah you, you sold me a bill of goods <laughs> i am excited for philip kennedy johnson taking over the hulk though that's yeah. probably gonna be pretty dope yeah again if he can bring uh you know just half of what he's been bringing to action comics to uh that yeah exactly speaking of which, how, 
See, just how fucking good was Action Comics this week? The stuff he did with John, you know, talking to Othol and everything, and talking about you know his own lost childhood and feelings of jealousy. You know what a what a humanizing fucking moment that was. Yeah, and I I like it as well as well as he's approaching it like how Taylor is approaching how John is beca- is making Superman his own role in that yes. he's, he's doing it his own way. He's not doing it like how his parents would do it. And in doing that, he's like imparting his own wisdom into these kids as well. Excellent, excellent moment. I actually had someone in the chat say something I found quite profound where they're like, you know what? Scenes like this are the justification for keeping John as an adult yeah. because it's like, look, if he can move on and if he can get past it, then all you readers should be able to too. Ex- ex- fucking exactly. Ex- fucking exactly. Because that is a real, like, I have become a man moment there. And, you know, part of being a man means being able to deal with those feelings of jealousy and sometimes feeling like you're not the center of, you know, your parents' world and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, that is such a mature thing and a great lesson. Yeah. Also, did you notice uh, that this this issue, more than the others, really enforced the fact that Osul and Othul are like uh, Clark and Kara sort of analogs, whereas... Mm. Uh, uh othel uh Oth- is very uh much like clark and he's, he's very shy and 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 reserved where his mm-hmm. sister is very brash and yep. uh quite violent <laughs> i did catch that actually i like the way they did it where it's like oh and now the sister has a problem with people attacking other war worlders and she goes to fight them herself and it's like well yeah she's six you guys probably should have had a talk with her about that <laughs> She, she grew up on a gladiator world where yeah. they solved every problem with violence. Yeah, you probably should have had, yeah. a, had a talking to with her. <laughs> and I know she's just like, what do you mean I can't go and just punch people who upset me? This is prison rules, man. If people heart check, you got to heart check them back. <laughs> you don't always have to win, but you got to fight. That's the rule. <laughs> but yeah, that book uh, was pretty sweet, wasn't it? It was really fucking good. I really like it, man. Both both Superman books are so good now, isn't it? A great time. It is. Superman. Like every Superman book so far has been amazing. It's good shit. Uh, but yeah, I mean, unless anyone has any one thing else to say there, it's 1130. So I guess we can start winding the show down. We've been on for an hour and a half, I guess. We'll just say thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us on this very special night and everything. It means the world to us. Thank you, everyone who donated Mm -hmm. again, donations like that help us keep the show going and we really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's much, much appreciated. Keeps as Joe said, keeps the lights on, keeps us all, all running nice and smoothly. Indeed it does. Uh, Keeps me in Chinese delivery. (laughs) Ooh, Winford Lee is a good one. Thoughts on the Flash show, uh, despite its weird inconsistencies. What do you think its legacy it's going to be? I've been rewatching earlier seasons, and there's some genuinely good performances, especially from Gustin. Yeah, it's going to be weird because, like, that happens with shows where it's like, well, what happens when they're bad longer than they're good, but the first couple seasons are so good? Yeah, again, yeah, it's definitely outstayed its welcome. Yeah, and you can tell they don't, or at least like for I want to say like the last three to four seasons, you can tell they did not have the budget to even do the show. No, again, the the show grew bigger than their actual budget and their means. Yep. Which again is on one hand, it's kind of impressive. Where it's like, wow, you know, you created a fully fleshed out corner of the DC universe. You created something huge, and you kept writing for it even when you couldn't afford it. There's something nice about that. And then it's also like, man, you know, when the actors started leaving, like the original actors, mm-hmm. it's like, well, mm-hmm. what the fuck am I sticking around? Yeah, it's like, oh, th- this is it. This is the sign. 
and, uh, and then it and then leave. it still went on for like three more seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh my god. <laughs> I mean, the fact that they did like ten goddamn seasons of this show before it took them to make one Flash movie, I think, will be its ultimate legacy of like, look how much Flash we did in the time it took them to make one movie that could also be forgotten by culture or if only remembered because hey, Michael Keaton came back and it started Dangerous Criminal. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess the legacy of that movie will ultimately be painted by what Ezra Miller chooses to do in the next <laughs> few years. That movie's coming out. They're going to have to do press at some point. <laughs> I had to explain the situation to my dad the other night because they played a trailer for it on Monday Night Football, and that's yeah, the only yeah. time he ever gets aware about superhero movies. Hell, he was kind of excited for Black Adam because apparently they had a massive Monday Night Football blitz, and he saw the trailer like a dozen times a night. Yeah, I, well, I think I read somewhere that they're only going to be doing like uh... – like he like um miller's only going to be doing limited press and i have to imagine you probably have to submit exactly yeah 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 or questions you'll be given or something yeah i I mean i mean aren't these actors supposed to do the talk show circuit aren't they supposed to like host snl or something i guarantee you they're betting on like keaton and uh sasha to like pick up the weight and and do all that sort of stuff yeah. Which it might be better in that case. Yeah, I know Affleck's been going around spoiling Wonder Woman's like part in movies. Oh, yeah. Fucking fantastic! It's so good. He's just, Again. I don't give a fuck anymore. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Ben. But Ben Affleck turned into Harrison Ford so quickly. <laughs> really speed run that. I mean, you, you can't blame him because you got all these people like probably tweeting at him that that whole like bring back the Snyderverse, bring like make ben affleck's batman film he's like no i don't want to do that i always fucking died doing it last time leave me yeah, alone and as he says from rehab following divorces phoenix tattoos getting yeah. back together with jennifer lopez defending harvey weinstein and then kind of getting called out yeah yeah he had his own like me too allegations as well i think there was that moment there where i think like every day for like a month straight he was like photograph getting like dunkin donuts and... yes which, which which that's humanizing you know that's okay <laughs> that's where i'm like man been there i mean no, i mean without the money and the fame but i've been there man getting my donkeys in the morning falling down <laughs> uh kt uh never forget that wwe dc and the fast and the furious franchise all replaced the rock with john cena whoa holy I shit yeah <laughs> I guess he really is the greatest of all time, Cena. And Cena's oh, working tonight and tomorrow for WrestleMania. He's taking on Austin Theory. The Rock wouldn't come back. The Rock is like, no, 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 no. My show, uh, Black Adam, it's going to be a huge hit. I'm going to be a totally yeah. big star. I'm not going to get in shape to do WrestleMania. And Cena's like, I'll do it. <laughs> that, oh. It's funny you should mention that because, like, obviously, like, since Black Adam fell, like, we have, we've barely even seen him in, in the comics anymore. Um, no which and it's really hilarious because they did a dawn of dc like trailer and released some like uh, key art for the for the initiative mm-hmm. and uh shazam was like front and center like up there with yep. like the trinity and i'm like oh did they think like the shazam film was going to be like a big hit yep <laughs> likewise that that wade book i'm pretty sure is supposed to come out this month and no one's talking about it. i mean there's I he, he's is, in uh, that cr- is is it that lazarus 
Planet well, well, that came out. That too, came but I think out. Yeah. Actual, yeah, that that's like two issues deep. I'm talking like his Mark Wade book is coming out, his new solo series. Oh, <laughs> and I've seen like no promotion yeah. for like, oh, you yeah. cut the promotion for that hard, <laughs> which fucking says because that means here's another Shazam book that will probably be short lived now. Yeah, it's been torpedoed by fucking egos and. Uh, which again it happened a second time they did the same thing with the jeff johns one where they're like we're mad at him we're yeah. gonna keep delaying the book and not promote it and then quietly cancel it yep yep oh uh ninja consultant says it comes out in may okay I, i'm jumping the gun i probably was thinking about the lazarus planet thing uh, to be fair though probably won't get a lot of advertisement or maybe I mean, by then it might be far, further enough away right it'll have blown over by then yeah yeah, we'll see. I, I actually I actually think the story of the new series is very similar to the movie, and that is, you know, uh, Hercules and like all, all the characters who make up the Shazam name come back looking for their yes. power. Yes, I do believe so. Where I'm like, that's weird that the new movie and the new comic story have basically the same plot. Is it weird though? I guarantee you, it was probably like made for that because of synergy. Probably, which again, this is this is when synergy only works when one or both are good. If one is bad or has a big public flame out, then it bites you in the ass. Yeah, yeah. Oops. I'm sure Mark Wade is like, can I rewrite it? Can I rewrite it? <laughs> I'll, I'll rewrite it. I'll come back now. I'll rewrite it. <laughs> I'll rewrite the whole thing by tomorrow. I'll stay up all night if I have to. <laughs> all right everyone we're rambling again thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us for our 300th episode we really appreciate it uh, thank you for all the donations as always this uh we'll try and get up on patreon as soon as possible i drop the audio version on all the podcast channels on wednesday and i also try and link people through the shorts i don't know if people notice that but i try and mm -hmm. link people on wednesday so they know that you can go here and watch the new episode yeah i put links in in my shorts as well and I, don't, I don't know i can't tell if anyone's clicking them or not because it doesn't yeah, give you that sort I. of like information but yeah yeah likewise so uh be sure to keep your eyes peeled for that and uh we'll keep you posted with everything that happens yeah much uh, much appreciate everyone we hope you have a good one and here's to assumedly i can only assume another 300 episodes <laughs> i i don't know what that is in years i don't know what that is in the heat death of the universe i guess we'll see we'll see which comes first <laughs> I, I i mean you know that fungal disease apparently a dude died of a rare fungal disease oh, no. so we'll see what happens oh no <laughs> well we'll see what happens there's a new american election happening soon we'll see we'll see <laughs> could could go either way at this point <laughs> We'll, we'll see if we're here for 300 more episodes, but we hope we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so good night, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.